Hey, hey, I'm Chris Bradley, singer-songwriter turned pro music producer. But it wasn't that long ago that I was fumbling to find my way through the new music industry and struggling to learn basic functions on a computer like copy-paste, let alone learning how to run a recording software program. Fast forward to today and my small but mighty company, Boomfox Productions, has clients worldwide hundreds of sync placements and credits including Warner Chapel, Sony, Lincoln, USA Network, and Fox. I created the Produce Like a Boss podcast to empower you to take your musical destiny into your own hands and become a self-produced artist. I focus on the business and mindset that comes with being an independent producer. Now, if you're ready to learn how to produce your music in a way that's easy, digestible, and simple to understand, I have a free workshop called The Songwriter's Guide to Producing the Simple Way that you're going to love. I break music production down in a way that's so easy, so simple, it's gonna blow your mind. Just visit producelegaboss.com today and grab your spot. Also, if you're enjoying the show, I'd love, love to get a five-star review from you on the Apple iTunes podcast platform. It's super easy. Just tap five stars and drop a few words letting me know what you think about the podcast. And you can either share this on social media, so Facebook, Instagram, and you can tag me at produce like a boss, or you can email the screenshot to produce like a boss at gmail.com. And you're going to automatically be entered to win a free consultation with me in which we can go over your music, your business, whatever you like. Speaking of five-star reviews, I want to take a second and read this one by M. Gugino. It says, Best Teacher Award. I am so thankful for you and your desire to teach all of us. I've been taking your voice memo to demo class, and I'm loving it. Wow. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you're getting value out of that course. All right, you guys, without further ado, let's jump into episode number 39, The Slight Edge, Stop Trying to Make It, Quantum Leaps Are Bullshit, Part 1. Really quick, before we jump in, I want to thank our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Volklia. Volklia allows you to convert your voice into a live MIDI controller. You can now use your mouth to hum synths, beatbox drums, and manipulate effects and filters with your voice. It is absolutely amazing. I just got one, and I'm loving the freedom to use my first instrument, which is my voice, to trigger sounds in my DAW. This is especially good for my singers who don't play an instrument. You're going to love this thing. It's amazeballs. Just head over to producelikeaboss.com slash Vocalia, V-O-C-H-L-E-A, to learn more and grab your doubler today. It's not preparedness meeting opportunity. It's preparedness, period. Luck is when that constancy of preparedness eventually creates opportunity. Once you apply the slight edge, you'll stop looking for that quantum leap and you'll start building it. Do it like a, like a, like a boss. Like a, like a boss. Do it like a, like a, like a boss. Like a boss. So I'm rereading a book right now that changed my life about eight years ago when I first read it, and it's called The Slight Edge. Now, it's about how little actions compounded over time are what create actual change, not some big quantum leap. Super sexy, right? (laughs) Seriously, though, when I read this book, it pulled me out of the starve for my art, someday someone will rescue me artist mentality. But before we talk about that, let me tell you how the universe brought this book into my life. So as many of you know, I bartended through my entire 20s, and I was making decent money, and I had a dream of quote-unquote making it as a songwriter someday, although I had no idea what that looked like. I had connected with a few industry people and was pitching my songs, so I really thought someday one of those songs was going to change my life. 
Either I'd get some big placement in film and TV, or some big name artist would record it and I would be sitting pretty. (laughs) One night I was busting my ass on one of the busiest Saturdays we had ever had at the bar. We were slammed wall to wall, and every bartender was hustling, and the crowd was rowdy AF. And there was a guy who kept waving his arms to get my attention. He was being extremely rude. And after serving him once and not getting a tip, I decided he could wait even longer for his next drink. I mean, I had hundreds of customers that weren't assholes and that were tipping, and that's just how that works. Side note, y'all, tip your waiters and bartenders. Anyways, he then proceeds to scream at me. Call me every name under the sun and get super aggressive. I mean, scary aggressive. So I cut him off completely and I tell him, you need to go. You need to go, sir. And before I can even call security, he and his girlfriend grabbed their pint glasses and threw them at my head. Now, this was some Matrix shit right here. I'm not even sure how I managed to duck both of their glasses completely, but I imagined myself looking all slow-mo Keanu Reeves while doing it. The glasses crashed behind the bar, breaking against the top-shelf liquor bottles, and I had a come-to-Jesus moment. I thought, what am I doing working in a place like this? And y'all, this was not the first time violence had ensued in this bar. And it wouldn't be the last. So I decided to quit. I didn't have a backup plan, but I knew I had to get out. And I was averaging $200 to $300 per shift, but it didn't matter. So I made a decision. I was going to make money with my music. Notice how I didn't say make it. I had already been trying to make it. And that didn't feel good anymore. It felt vague and like I had no control. So I got specific. I'm going to make money with my music, I said to the universe, and I let go of what it looked like. So the next day, I'm talking to my good friend, and I told her about the job and what happened and how I'd quit on the spot, and I could tell she was worried about me. Now, she had seen me struggle financially for years, and she immediately suggested that I join this network marketing company that she had started dabbling in. And I was like, ugh, no, that is not for me, but she was very persistent. She even offered to buy my first kit, which included the products I would be selling, so I hesitantly accepted her offer. Now... You guys, the product was a skin cream that was supposed to be a miracle drug to cure acne, wrinkles, sun damage, scars, you name it. Here's the kicker, though. I have problematic skin. So clearly, I was not a good salesperson for this. This would be like me being overweight and trying to sell dietary supplements. But... There was something in this kit I received besides a bunch of swag and skin cream that didn't work. And it was a book called The Slight Edge. Now, I wasn't much of a reader at this point. I had read some books, and I always desired to be a reader, but I didn't actually read on the regular. But for whatever reason, I felt like I was meant to read this book at this pivotal moment in my life. So I devoured it. And that literally marks the beginning of my transition into becoming a professional musician or a musician that makes money with their music. Now, the book talks about how our culture worships the idea of the big break. We celebrate the dramatic discovery, the big breakthrough that catapults the hero into a new space. In other words, we buy lottery tickets. And the truth of breakthroughs and lucky breaks is that, yes, they do happen, but they don't happen out of thin air. They are grown like a crop, planted, cultivated, and ultimately harvested. The problem is, is a lot of people think they can skip the middle part and achieve a quantum leap. And that is utter 
bullshit. Okay, so you guys, reading this book changed me. Oh, God, it, like, it made me realize that believing the big break was worse than just being a waste of time. It was actually dangerous because it was keeping me from taking the action steps I needed to take to get the results that I wanted. By only focusing on uh, getting a deal or getting a sync placement, I was literally betting my life on a lottery ticket. I was saying, well, I guess it's Beyonce big or broke. And can we just talk about these big wins for a second? Now, I remember I always wanted to get my songs into film and TV. And I remember thinking, you know, well, when that happens, I will have made it. Ugh, there's those words again. In a few years into working towards it diligently and persistently and actually getting placements, I realized, wow, this is actually a long game. You need hundreds, if not thousands of placements to actually turn this into a full-time income, which I could see was going to take years not a quantum leap. And those big, sexy five and six figure placements, well, it's like playing the lottery, right? So I realized I had to get more irons in the fire than just chasing sync, or I had to go all in and bang out two to three songs a day, fully written and produced, which by the way, I've done, it's no quality of life, just to compete with the other people that are killing it in sync. Because the people that are killing it in sync, um, that's what they're doing. And then I had to wait years. So all that to say, there's no quantum leap. Anytime you see big wins, it's always the result of a long series of little things done consistently over time. Even when I moved to Nashville in pursuit of writing and selling a quote unquote hit song, here's what I realized. I was writing two to three songs a day, not getting paid. And this was all gearing towards like, let's get that number one. Well, one day a mentor said something that sobered me the F up. He said, so what if you get that number one and it pays six figures? Divide that among the years you worked for free, and it really doesn't end up feeling that big, does it? And I thought about it. Even a few hundred thousand dollars divided among the years I'd put in for free actually wasn't that much more than minimum wage. So, okay, okay, it was a bit of a dream crush, but I needed to hear that to get my act together because, once again, I was bright eyed and bushy tailed waiting for a pipe dream or a quantum leap, and it doesn't exist. And professional musicians know this. Now, if you're feeling discouraged, please don't. I'm sharing this because I want you to succeed. And knowledge is power, okay? I want you to keep going for big wins. I just don't want you to wait, okay? That's the key word here. I don't want you to wait to be rescued. I want you to act because there are things you can do right now to turn your music into a full-time living. I also remember what it's like to not be entirely clear on my objective as a musician and have goals like I want to make it or I want to get my music out there or I want to get a deal or I want to write for sync. Get specific. What do you want? I wanted to make money. I'm guessing you do too. Next question. How long are you willing to wait for that? I wanted to make money right now. Shit, I needed to make money right now. I had just had pint glasses thrown at my head and left the only other job that I was good at besides music. I had no choice. I had to find a way to start generating income t -t today, Junior. <laughs> and once I made the decision that I needed now money, you'd be amazed at the things that happened. First, I learned how to record and produce myself. Next, I set up a humble home studio and started a business and the rest, well, that's coming in the next episode. But before I leave you, I want to say one more thing. There is a popular expression you've probably heard. Luck is preparedness meeting opportunity. Shit, you've probably heard me say that, but I'm going to one-up that. And this is straight from the book, The Slight Edge. It's not preparedness meeting opportunity. It's preparedness, period. 
Luck is when that constancy of preparedness eventually creates opportunity. Once you apply the slight edge, you'll stop looking for that quantum leap and you'll start building it. For me, that preparedness was the business I built. And I can't wait to share more about that in the next episode. All right, you beautiful, talented, sexy unicorns. I hope you got a lot of value out of this today. I know it's a little tough, lovey, but you know what? You don't have time to be coddled if you want to take your music from being a side hustle to a front hustle. You need facts and you need tools. And that's why I actually have something really special in the works for you guys. I'm in the process of finishing a brand new course for you, a brand spanking new course for you called Home Studio Boss, where you're not only going to learn how to create badass, sellable, pitchable, profitable, releasable music, you're going to learn how to run a business inside and out from your home studio. Think of it like business school for artist producers. I'm on freaking fire about it. There's also going to be live coaching elements in this course, uh, which a lot of you have been asking for, so I'm super pumped. I'm still in the process of creating this bad boy, but it is coming this summer. So if you'd like to jump on the waitlist, just head over to producelikeaboss.com slash waitlist. All right, y'all, I'm going to take us out with a song I produced. This one's called Go, and it's a collaboration with my girl, Emmalyn White. See you again It's been like five years I know your body like the back of my hand So why does it feel so weird? Maybe cause I never heard from you Had me sitting on the edge of my seat And I saw you had someone new That didn't end well, I see And now you're here in my room You're leaning just like you used to What am I supposed to do? I think you should go, I'd rather be alone Why are you looking at me like you don't even know? Can't blame me for being apprehensive It's about time I came to my senses Maybe I'll call, probably won't If you're getting your hopes up, maybe just don't Since all you ever do is leave I think you should go Thank you.